0: Hey everybody, welcome back from wherever you're streaming from. I'm streaming on a lot of platforms right now, and if you're watching, thank you for tuning in. Happy New Year if I haven't told you already and you're just not watching this video. I have a treat for you guys today, so I've been waiting to do this video. As you can see, my background here is Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Kobe being Bryant, the Black Mamba. All right. So I'm streaming on all these platforms. So make sure to follow me on all of them. I got the best social media platforms ever. All right. But let's go ahead and get to it. All right. So uh, like I just said, Kobe Bryant is my favorite basketball player of all time. I learned so much from him. Uh, Judah Smith, he's a pastor. And he made a statement that I do not agree with. Sometimes pastors say things that it's okay to disagree with. He said that uh, he doesn't believe that the Uh, mamba mentality is biblical (laughs) i wholeheartedly disagree now i understand his perspective on how some of the ways kobe operated and michael jordan some of the ways they operated isn't biblical okay fine but like to say it's completely and utterly not biblical let me put you guys on game real quick all right so like i said I know way more about Kobe Bryant than he would ever know and uh, Michael Jordan. And I'm pretty sure if we hooped, I would do him in really bad, Judah Smith, by the way. All right, but anyways, Kobe practiced when his competition wasn't. Are you working hard when your competition is idle? So I saw that post on uh, social media like yesterday. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. So it was this, Kobe Bryant practiced when his competition wasn't. Are you working hard when your competition is idle? and somebody commented on the status (laughs) he said i don't compare myself to entertainers or athletes and i think the person who uh posted you know the quote that i just said he commented back to that person he said you can learn a lot from the top athletes and how the they create a success it isn't by luck if you look at all the top athletes ever to play the game They spent more time playing the very sport than their competition. And that's what I wanted to leave you guys with. This is how the Mamba mentality is biblical. You guys say you want to do something. So what is your dream? What is your hope? What did God put on your heart to do for his kingdom? What did God specifically knit and create you to do to expand his kingdom? I'm going to say it again, right? So whatever that is. So for me, it's preaching. For me, it's teaching the Bible. For me, it's speaking. God's given me the gift of talking, speaking. And he even said, every time you open your mouth, Sean, it's going to be like the waves. That's what he told me. And what do waves do? Assume uh, even the littlest wave on the ocean can move you. Even the littlest wave on the ocean can make you seasick. Not to mention, what do great waves do on the ocean? Like huge waves do. It destroyed things. It's strong. And God told me that's what your mouth is. So just use your mouth. So for me, it's sad to say, but just being a pastor is competition. How many pastors are there in the world? How many speakers are there in the world? Motivational speakers. Right? Not just with that. So there's many professions in the world. How many doctors are there? you get fired from being a doctor, you get let go, you know, and you're looking for another job as a doctor. What's your? Are you going to have competition when it comes to looking for another job? Same thing for artists, musicians, teachers. I was a QA analyst and I'm about to try to go back to being a a quality assurance analyst or a software tester, manual tester. Like, it's a dog eat dog world. It's a competition. You think I'm the only QA tester in the world trying to buy and get a job? No. Let's talk about preaching. That's what I'm really called to do. That's what that's what God needed and crafted me to do. Right. So just like the dude said who posted this, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant practice when his competition wasn't. Are you working hard when your competition's idle? So, like, you have to in this dog eat dog world. It's a competition, right? You have to outwork your competition in order to get over on your competition. So the question is, are you outworking your competition, right? So this is the thing about the Mamba mentality. Kobe toiled more, labored more, sacrificed more, put more into the game than anybody else to play in the NBA during his time, right? Same thing for Michael Jordan. They even talk about it all the time, like Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Larry Bird, anybody that played against Michael Jordan, they know. Or, and they saw him with the Dream Team, they know that Michael Jordan, he didn't even sleep much, because I guess he loved his life so much, and he just loved where he was at, like, playing basketball. So it's hard for him to sleep. And that's how it is with people who love their lives, like, and love what they're doing. Like, it's really hard to sleep when you're enjoying life, right? I'm a I I, I could attest to that. So like Michael Jordan, man, like he didn't sleep much, especially when he was on a Dream Team, and wherever they were, were I think they were in Barcelona or something like that, and, uh, in 1992. And all the players, all his uh, teammates, you know, Charles Barkley, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, who else? Carmelo. So there was a lot of people. Chris Mollen Mullins. They all said like Michael didn't sleep a lot. Like but he was the first one to practice. He was the first one ready to go. Every single time they practiced, he did everybody in. He always showed up. Even with no sleep, Like he still did everybody in. Same thing for Kobe Bryant. Like Kobe Bryant, he would go hard and practice and everybody want to understand why he would go hard and practice. Right? And I never used to get that. He's always here, you know, practice makes perfect. No, that's not true. No, perfect practice makes perfect. Because if you practice the wrong stuff, the wrong movements, if you have bad practice instead of good practice, you're not going to be able to perform in the game. Because you got to show up and act like it's a game. Act like it's for real in order to make it real on the basketball court in a real game. Same thing in the Christian life, man. Like Every single day, you have to put in the work to grow more and become more like Christ. You got to study his word to know what the lies of the devil, devil is, and what the lies of the world is feeding you constantly through media, through social media, through propaganda on the news and, and through uh, brainwashing on television. You see what I'm saying? You gotta make sure you study to show yourself approved. That's what the Bible says, right? Practice makes perfect. So if you want to outwork your competition spiritually. How well do you think you need to know your Bible, your word, right? The Bible, the word, it's your sword. It's your weapon against the enemy. How well do you know to know it to defend yourself against the enemy, right? So let's go back to me, all right? So like the Mamba mentality, how is it biblical, right? All right, so I told you guys this quote, you know, Kobe Bryant practiced when his competition wasn't, Are you working hard when your competition isn't, right? I'm going to say this scripture verse, right? This is how this is biblical, right? (laughs) And I want to ask everybody again, when it comes to your profession and what you're claiming you want to do for the Lord and what God put on your heart to do, do you put everything you have into it? Do you labor harder than everybody else, right? Do you give everything you got, your whole livelihood, do you put your whole being, your whole essence into the craft that God has called you to craft, right? Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, they're greats in the game of basketball. They're legends. They're the greatest ever. They're my top two. I don't see how you got any LeBron past Kobe, but okay, LeBron's pretty good too, but like I like their I like Kobe and Michael Jordan's mentality. Nobody compares to them to me, right? So um yeah, man, like like I was trying to say, like these two are legends in the game for a reason. It's because they put in more time, more effort. They they put in more focus, more dedication, more commitment than everybody else to ever play. This is why they're the greatest. And you say you want to be the best in your field. You want to give God glory with, you know, being a chef, with, I don't know, being a social media influencer, with uh, whatever your profession is. You guys see what I'm saying? Like, but you don't put in the work. You don't toil. You don't give everything you got. You don't put your whole being to do what you claim you want to do for the Lord. Maybe, and that's what's sad. Look, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant put everything they had in the game of basketball. Man, we Just like Allen Iverson said, man, we're talking about basketball. We put the whole, the whole lives into the game of basketball. Basketball. We're talking about basketball. Basketball. I'm going to say it 21 times like okay, AI. I'm just kidding. But like, you see what I'm saying? Like, That was for the game of basketball. I said it again. We're talking about for God. We're talking about for the Lord. We're talking about for heaven and earth. like Not not for earth. We're talking about for heaven and bringing heaven down to the earth by doing what God called us to do. You see what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing for heaven? What are you doing when it comes to storing up treasures in heaven? What are you doing for the kingdom of God? For God's people? Are you laboring and toiling harder than everybody else? You see, this is the mob of mentality. You're talking about the mob of mentality. It ain't biblical. Let's go ahead and go, man. See, Trinidad Smith and me and have a conversation. Or people like that think like him. But anyways, let's go to the scripture verse. So uh, scripture verse is 1 Corinthians 15.10. This is one of my favorite Bible verses of all time. On my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. I have a whole lot of playlists. One of the playlists I have, I have uh, life verses. Yeah, so this is going to be on life verses. Let me go ahead and pull this up for the end of the video. And then also, I got another playlist of like, Verses of the Day. So, yeah, so that's going to be on there. And then I got another playlist for First Corinthians. I got another playlist for First Corinthians 15. So, like you see, on my YouTube channel, Upper Past Crossroads, I have a whole lot of playlists, right? But anyways, let's go ahead and get back to it, man. So, the Scripture verses, 1 Corinthians 15, 10. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Mm-mm-mm. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked hard than all of them yet not i but the grace of god that was in me all right i'm pretty sure it was harder i worked harder than all of them i'm about put you that i think that was a typo but anyways let's go ahead and go to this let's let's break this down real quick all right i'm gonna get my markup tool so man this is the mamba mentality just in case you thought the mom mentality ain't biblical and Kobe Bryant far from the lord you know when it comes to people who are great in their profession god is speaking to us through the greatness they're not just great for nothing like they're great their greatness is the gift of God it's by the grace of God that Beethoven was Beethoven It's by the grace of God that Picasso could paint like Picasso could you know paint it's by the grace of God that you know uh tamla man can sing like she could sing it's by God's grace any of us are great in any kind of way you see what I'm saying so man uh, somebody said they like my suit appreciate it brother appreciate it all right. So um, yeah, let's go ahead and get to it. So I'm about to mark up this scripture verse like crazy. So 1 Corinthians, uh, fifteen, verse ten. Like I said, New International Version. It says it's by what? What was by? It's by the grace of God. So by God's grace, why you are what you are, why I am what I am, it's by God's grace. So whatever your spiritual ability is, whatever your uh gifting is, whatever you're great at. It's by the grace of God that you have that gift and that ability. Now, what are you doing with it? Because if you're not doing anything with it, it's without effect. (laughs) Just like he said right here. This is what Paul said. You're wasting God's grace and his grace is without effect. His grace is wasted on you if you're wasting the gift that he's giving you. So don't hoard the spiritual gifting that God is giving you. Don't hold back what God has placed on your heart to share to the world. Don't settle for just being where you are. Evolve, change, grow, because no matter how great you are, what you claim you're great at and you're good at, it doesn't stop there. There's much more. <laughs> there's much more to this than where you are and what and and what where you're at, right? I can say the same thing for Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, right? So with Kobe Bryant, you know, did he stop with high school just being the greatest and, you know, killing it in high school? Did Michael Jordan? No, they weren't content with that. They knew that they were greater than that. And they chased greatness, their competition. For Michael Jordan, he wanted to be great like Julius Irvin. For Kobe Bryant, he wanted to be great like Michael Jordan. So they chased the best. And even, and I want to say that again. Let me make sure I say that so you really understand that. See, a lot of people, when it when it, when it comes to the NBA, because I know a lot about basketball. Like I said, basketball is my favorite sport, right? Kobe Bryant. If I had an idol, it's Kobe Bryant. <laughs> like, I love Kobe Bryant, man. Like, I watched all his games. I grew up with him. Like, I mean, I don't know him personally. But I watched all his games I could possibly watch. When I was a kid, back in you know 2009, 2007, that's when Kobe was killing it, like, (laughs) 2003, Kobe and Shaq, 2000s, that was the best time ever, so, like, Kobe, like, I I grew up watching everything with him, man, I saw him lose to the Pistons in 2004, when they had freaking Carmelo and Gary Payton, how you lose when you got Kobe, Shaq, Carmelo, and Gary Payton, everybody know those names, are you freaking kidding me, you can't even name one player on the Pistons in 2004, but they were a team, because it takes teams to win championships, they didn't play as a unit that year. But anyways, um yeah, man, they lost to the to the Pistons. That sucked after their three-peat that they had. Then Kobe, had, you know, Shaq left Kobe. He got traded and Kobe was on awful Laker teams, but Kobe was putting up numbers, man. Those were great to watch, man. He was putting up like he had a whole month of scoring more than 40 points a game. A whole month. Which only person done that's like Wilt Chamberlain. Michael Jordan did it too. Um, but, yeah, but Kobe was putting up crazy numbers. He 81 points. He had, six, you know, 60 points. T- yeah, one stretch it was like a six-game stretch. He had 50 points, 60 points, 50 points, 60 points. He was going off. Kobe was cold-blooded, man. He's a killer. That's what I like about Kobe. See, I've never watched a basketball game where Kobe, you know, didn't come with it. I, I've never seen a basketball game like that. I've never seen a basketball game where Kobe didn't have more than 25 points when I was a kid. Any game that was televised, Kobe would go off. Like, it was inspirational to watch. Not only that, like, it will motivate you. Cole, and the only player that second, the Kobe that I can watch now, the only player I can watch now is Steph Curry. He's the only other player like that, like, that's entertaining, that comes with it every single night. And not just that, when they come with it and they're toiling in the game of basketball, it motivates you in life it motivates you to do better it motivates you to come with it it motivates you to do your best in whatever field and whatever arena that you're in because that's the mamba mentality and that was kobe Bean bryant you see what i'm saying so like the the mamba mentality ain't biblical what is uh what is it it's like first corinthians 10 31 it says you know in whatever things you in whatever things you find yourself doing whether you eat sleep or drink do it for the glory and honor of god and whatever things that you do, even with the game of basketball, we talking about the game of basketball, not life. Not serving the Lord. Not God. We talking about the game of basketball, guys, basketball. They told for the game of basketball. What do you think we need to be doing for God? You see what I'm saying? Because it's by the grace of God that you are where you are. It's by the grace of God that you have what you have. It's by the grace of God that you are anything. Right. So. Is his grace without effect with you. It wasn't with Kobe Bryant with the gifting that he gave him with the game of basketball. And so, man, it used to tick people off just how dedicated and how much Kobe sacrificed to the game of basketball. Even when he was 18, I remember hearing a story with Shaq. Shaq said when he joined the Lakers, that was Kobe's rookie year, right? And, uh, you know, Jay West told him that, you know, Kobe Bryant, it's gonna be really good. You and Kobe are gonna win championships together. And Shaq was like, oh, "All right, I got paid." Like, I don't think Shaq ever, really, you know. But then, like, the Lakers team used to talk about like Robert Horry, Derek. I don't think Derek. Yeah, Derek Fisher came in with Kobe. So, like, everybody that was veterans, Rich Fox, that was already on the Lakers. They used to, Kobe didn't get a lot of playing time with, with Eddie Jones and Nick Van Ansel and people like that. So, because um, he came in the lead in '96, and that's when all of them played with Kobe and Shaq and all of them. All right. And so they said Kobe was on a bench just, you know, doing motions, like acting like he was in the game, you know, like just practicing, like just doing like basically, sh- you know how you do shadow boxing? He was doing the same thing on the sidelines, just, act- you know, acting like he was in the game, getting ready, like practicing movement. And people were like, man, sit down, like calm down. Like, and he would just do stuff like that. He would, <laughs> Kobe would, you know study film and toil and labor like. He would put in more work than everybody else. His when he was a rookie. And it stayed like that. It never stopped. Same thing with Michael Jordan. He did it came in the league with that kind of mentality. Right? So, do you do that? You want to be great? This is what it takes. Just like the guy said like, you know, that that dude commented. Let me go back to the comment cuz I I don't agree with that one dude. I want to do comment, I don't compare myself to entertainers or athletes. Man, you miss it out on a blessing. You don't have to compare yourself. That's that's okay, fine. That's great. Don't ever compare yourself because that will only lead to sadness and depression, especially when it comes to people that great, right? But you still need to see you know, what it took for them to get to that level because a lot of people only focus on like the highlights of somebody else's life. A lot, a lot of people just focus on you know, <coughs> the end results. They don't focus on what it took to get, what it took for somebody to get to the point that they're at. They don't focus on, they don't see in private what that person did, right? They only see public what you know, the rewards and the accolades and stuff like that. So like, and they don't see the struggles. They don't see the long nights, the sleepless nights. They don't see the, you know, the times where they wanted to give up. Like, it's hard to be the best. It's hard to be great. It's only—it's not for the weak. It's for the people who aren't gonna give up, who love what they're doing. That's another thing. Like with what you're called <coughs> called to do. Do you love it? With what you say you want to do for the Lord. Do you love it more than anybody else? Like, are you really passionate about it? Like, is, does your passion over—you know—override and oversee everybody else's passion? You see what I'm saying? So, in order to be great, you have to outwork everybody else. Who wants to do the same thing that you want to do because everybody there's gonna be a lot of people that want to do the same thing you want to do right so I'm gonna use me for example I want to be a pastor you know I mean people want to be a pastor right <laughs> I want to be one of the I don't want to be one of the top I want to have the top social media ministry Christian ministry on all online you know how many competitions I got right so what am I doing to outwork my competition So like this dude said, who actually posted what we're talking about today, he says you can learn a lot from the top athletes and how they create a success. It isn't by luck. If you look at all the top athletes ever to play the game, they spent more time playing the very sport than their competitors. And that goes back to like, there's a book called Outliers. I forgot who it was by, it was by like Mal- Malcolm Gladwell or something like that. He said that everybody who was great put in 10,000 hours to the craft. So Serena Williams, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they put in 10,000 hours. So have you put in 10,000 hours to what you claim that you want to do? So how am I outworking my competition as, you know, a future pastor or a speaker of the gospel? Man, I'm doing my best to read more books than everybody else read on a a day, you know, every single day. You see what I'm saying? Like, If I read more books than what everybody else is reading, all my competition every single day, what do you think that's going to do in the long run? You think nobody's going to listen to me if I say things that nobody else is saying that's, you know, profound? That's how Martin Luther King was. Martin Luther King was educated, bro. You need to listen to one of his sermons you ain't never heard him preach before. Martin Luther King knew the history of America better than anybody, better than anybody. Same thing for Malcolm X. Like, these guys stood out because they could see the see what it, nobody else could see. They could see how history was, was repeating itself. They could see the white supremacy and how it was integrated and ingrained in everything. And they could articulate that, how, like, why something happened. And how it happened before, you know, 20 other times here, and how it needs to stop happening. <laughs> so, like, it used to annoy white people, it used to annoy people in power that wanted to keep on abusing uh, black people. You see what I'm saying? That wanted to keep on holding black people hostage and Jim Crow and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? So, but that was just Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Uh, so, so what does that look like for you, man? Like, I'm gonna go back to the quote and for the whole reason why we're doing this video, right? So, this author said, you know, Kobe Bryant practiced when his competition wasn't. Are you working hard when your competition's idle? Right? <coughs> and I would just, you know, add to that. You should be working hard regardless of what your competition is doing. Because it don't matter what your competition is doing. You think Kobe and Michael Jordan care about what everybody else was doing? When they heard it motivated them. <coughs> when they heard what their competition was doing, it motivated them to... Worked even harder and toil even more than what they were already doing, and to, you know, do an extra set than what they would normally do. But at the end of the day, they were they were they comp they weren't phased by the competition because I tell you now, like when Kobe Bryant came into the league as a rookie, he didn't, it, he everybody else was scared of Black Jesus, that's what they called Michael Jordan. Everybody else was scared to go against the GOAT because they knew the GOAT was gonna tear them up either way it goes. They knew that Michael Jordan, you can't stop him and don't tick him off, don't say anything, don't make him mad, do not egg egg him on because as soon as you open your mouth, he's gonna torture you. Just shut up, don't say nothing, then we can probably win, right? Because all he needs is a little nudge to turn on a switch. That's how Michael Jordan's wired, right? So that nudge for us should be our competition. But anyways, Kobe, Kobe, <coughs> he wasn't faced by that. Everybody else scared to go against Michael Jordan, No, Kobe embraced that. So same thing for uh for me, like in, in, in your profession, like we should all embrace you know the struggle, the battle that we gotta go up against, you know, no matter who's our opponent is. And we're talking about competition. Listen here. All right, let's really talk. <coughs> Because we just talking about competition from a pastor, pastor standpoint? No, nah, forget that. Your competition is Satan. Your competition is the devil. This is how the Mamba t- mentality works and how it's biblical, right? So from a Mamba mentality standpoint, our competition is the world trying to brainwash and program everybody to, you know, this is it. So, uh, you know, one way the, the world's brainwashing us is through capitalism, through uh <coughs> <laughs> which is <clears throat> created in the root of white supremacy and slavery time period. So with capitalism, they're trying to tell us that we need to grind, we need to work hard, we need to toil, we need a nine to five to make it. In order to survive, we got to work, 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 until we can't work, 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 no more, right? You have to work to make it. If you don't work to make it, you don't have a nine to five, if you're not working, 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 you're not enough. You'll never be enough. So you have to work in order to be enough. You got to make it in order to be enough. You got to make enough money in order to be enough. That's a lie from the enemy. That's a lie from the world. Because they're trying to keep you from God's rest. They're trying to keep you from being in the divine, with the divine, with God. You know, Just embracing you know, who you are in him and doing what he's called you to do. They want you to work, 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 work. work so you can't even do what it is that God has called you to do to fill in the spaces and the gaps that need to be filled in and that are missing in this world. The ministries that are missing in this world because you are refusing to do what God called you to do. You see what I'm saying? We have to outwork the competition. See, the world's going to try to keep you from fulfilling the obligations and the duty that God has called you to. You have to have the of mentality. You got to be like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan and say, ain't nobody going to deter me from my blessing. Ain't nobody going to, you know, take me out the game. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to where God has called me to be, the promised land. So what is that for you? I know what it is for me. You know, I know it's an evangelist. So not just a pastor, he's an evangelist going out to all the world, preaching the gospel, man. I already do that online on a small scale, but I won't, it's has to be on a bigger still scale, scale over time. There's a lot I'm trying to do, man. But basically, I have to work. I have to toil for it. It ain't going to just come to me. You have to put in everything you got into it. If you don't put in everything you got to it, why do you think God's going to bless you with what you ain't even worked for when you had nothing, right? You have to be faithful with little in order to get much, right? So are you faithful in the little? In the little? That means are you faithful in private? That means are you faithful even when you ain't getting no likes? Are you faithful even when nobody's watching and still doing what you claim you love? That's what Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan did. They were faithful even when they were todd- toddlers. They had the same mentality. They wanted to get better. They, want to, they didn't want to just get better. They wanted to be the best, right? And so do you have that mentality? This is how the mama mentality is biblical. Are you kidding me? I should have taught a video, video Uh, the mama mentality is biblical. i'll do that again because i'm gonna do way more videos on kobe bryant man i'm telling you guys like when it comes to kobe Bean bryant man that's my dude like if i i mean you gotta get to know me but i think some people can tell but i have the mama mentality embedded in me like i am kobe bryant like it's funny i'm gonna do a video on it but uh the people you watch the most and you study the most and you uh you know, basically spend the most time with you tend to emulate and you tend to become. So for me, it's uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Like, I watched Space Gym way too many times. I can't even tell you how many times I watched it. At least 55, like at least. And then, like Mike, just too, <coughs> like Mike as well. And then, like I said, with Kobe, I watched everything I could possibly watch about him, like his documentaries. I went through his whole career. Like, I watched his whole career in person. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I watched him lose to the Celtics in the NBA Finals. And I I watched him whoop his, I watched him whoop the Celtics' tail in 2010. And that felt good. I also watched him lose to the Phoenix Suns after Shaq about four years in a row. Oh, no, four years in a row. It was too many times in a row. Like, I couldn't stand Steve Nash and Amari Scott, and Sean Marion. I mean, I like them now, but I couldn't stand them then. I definitely couldn't stand the Pistons for beating uh, (coughs) the Lakers when I mean, they had the best team ever, Kobe, Shaq, Gary Payton. So like I said, like when I grew up, I, I experienced a lot when it came to Kobe Bryant, man. Like, in the Los Angeles Lakers, Kobe and Shaq, like that's my favorite team of all time. So yeah, everybody, you, got, you know what I'm saying, man, okay. So it's time to end the video because I'm coughing like crazy. Pray for me so I can keep on talking. Or maybe I just need to end the video. Oh. <coughs> oh God, help me Jesus. All right. So all right. So First 1 Corinthians 1510. Let me go back to it. God, please don't let me cough no more. Just let me finish the video. First Corinthians 1510 says, um, by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. So I already broke that down. So here goes the next part. No, I worked harder than the mom. You see that guys? I worked harder than them all. Mark that up. That's good stuff. I'm like, like smoke. It's like I'm smoking weed. I'm coughing. Okay. Alright. So no, I worked harder than them all. I got that weed cough, guys. Alright, so no, I worked harder than them all. Not yet not I, but by the grace of God within me. All right, so it's by God's grace. All right, so this is the verse, First 1 Corinthians 15.10, New International Verse. All right, so it's by the grace of God that you are what you are, right? And his grace is without effect if you do this, if you work harder than them all, if you toil more, more than everybody else, if you Are more dedicated more passionate put in more work really put your whole entire being into something you can see some great things happen you know what you're going to see happen the grace of god the grace of god and god's grace changes the whole equation for everything guys you know michael jordan kobe bryant and anybody great in their fields like tom brady Boy, let me tell you something tom brady Received the grace of God. Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. And my brother, my older brother, man. <coughs> he said the New England Patriots only won because of Tom Brady. No. Tom Brady had, I don't know how many Hall of Famers Tom Brady played with, but he played with more than anybody else. New England Patriots. I will name some Hall of Famers. They had Rodney Harrison for the New England Patriots. Teddy Bruschi. Uh, Junior Seau, Willie McGinnis, even Corey Dillon. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but Corey Dillon was dope. Randy Moss, Julian Ellerman, Wes Walker, uh, what's his name, Aldo, Aldo Madala, something like that, C- Rob Ginkowski. You know how many people Tom Brady played with? He played with too many goats. They were all great. That's why he got seven rings. Shoot, about I was quarterback for them. Okay, that's going too far. But you guys get what I'm saying. The grace of God was with Tom Brady. Same thing with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't win by himself. You saw what Michael Jordan did by himself. It wasn't enough. He needed help, right? So Michael Jordan, he ended up getting – uh he in the 80s, he played by himself. And he was putting up numbers like Kobe was, you know, when I was naming off Kobe's numbers, right? But uh, Michael Jordan – uh, he played with, you know, Dennis Rodman, Scotty Pippen, two Hall of Famers. And honestly, Scotty Pippen was just as good as Michael Jordan. People won't admit that, but he was. He was great. People diminish him because it's Michael. But Scotty was great too. He's in the top 75 of all NBA players, you know, the best NBA players ever for a reason. Dennis Rodman. Don't get me started on Dennis Rodman, the best defender ever, the best rebounder ever. Look at his stats. Dennis Rodman would score zero points, but he had thirty rebounds, twenty-five rebounds. That's 6'8". The only person who had that many rebounds is freaking Wilt Chamberlain, and he was playing against midgets when he played. So like, you no, know, Wilt Chamberlain was seven-one, super athletic. Like you got, you guys got to watch film on Wilt Chamberlain running. He looked like a freaking cheetah running. At seven-one. Like people are fascinated with uh Victor yamba But Will Chamberlain was a freak. Like, it's re- that's it's the reason why he had a hundred points in one game, right? So, but anyway, you guys get what i to say Michael didn't do it alone. <coughs> he won no championships in the 80s. He didn't start winning championships until he had, you know, Phil Jackson, Steve Kerr hitting shots. He had a whole unit, a whole team of people who had skill sets to you know, help the team win. It takes a team to win championships. You can't do it by yourself. Michael didn't do it by himself. And he's the GOAT. Kobe didn't do it by himself. He had Shaq. And after Shaq, he had Pau Gasol. And it wasn't just them. They had to have, you know, they had to have Big Shot Bob, Robert Horry, who has the most championships out of any NBA player ever other than Bill Russell. So Bill Russell has 11 championships, uh, which is the most that anybody. Uh, and then Robert Horry has seven. I mean, but then Bill Russell's teammates have, you know, nine, ten championships, too. They don't ever mention them because they're not like Michael Jordan or Julius Irvin or anybody. They're not that great. That's, that's how people think. It sucks. But anyways, um, yeah, you guys get what I'm saying, man. Like, Kobe played with a lot of people. Like, Big Shot Bob, Robert Horry, he hit a lot of clutch shots for the Lakers. Same thing with Derek Fisher. That's what I remember when I. One of my first memories is when Derrick Fisher, it was 0.4 seconds left against the San Antonio Spurs back in 2000. And the Lakers kept on losing to the San Antonio Spurs year by year for like three years straight right before this. And then in the playoff game, I think it was even like the, it's probably the second round of playoffs, maybe in Western Conference Finals, when Kobe and Shaq was really killing it. Like, it, it was the game's on the line, 0.4 seconds left. Lakers have to have a basket. Derrick Fisher catches it from the wing and shoots it just like that with his left hand and hits it and then runs off the court, you know, with his hand like this. Like, that's my first memory, my first great memory with the Lakers. You see what I'm saying? And that was, like, when I was, like, I had to have been, like, 9, 8, around there, 10 probably. So, yeah, guys. So, um, yeah, I got a lot of memories just, like, with all that. And Kobe played with Pau Gasol. Ron Artest, Trevor Ariza, like Kobe played with a lot of great players. You know see what I'm saying? So Kobe couldn't even do it by himself. So it takes a team. So, like, that's what I'm saying, like, by God's grace, you know, when you're faithful with what God has called you to do and where he placed you and what he's given you and your giftings and all that stuff, God's going to surround you around people to help you win. God's going to surround you with his grace permeating all around you when you're faithful with little when you're doing the work and you're not being lazy and lackadaisical and doing stuff apathetically uh, because if you're doing stuff with in apathy in uh, in you know detest or anything like that um, then obviously you're probably not called to do it <coughs> because if you really love something it's like Kobe's documentary said uh, for his retirement if you really love something, you do whatever it takes to keep on doing it. You do whatever it takes to make it happy. To not cheat the game, like LeBron James says. So, like, um, yeah, like <laughs> that's how the number mentality is biblical. <laughs> but let's uh, really break that down real quick. So, because I didn't break, I didn't finish breaking it down. So, but but by First Corinthians fifteen ten of New International Version, how the mama mentality is biblical. So, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. (coughs) Yet not I, but by the grace of God that was with me, right? So if God's grace is with you and me, right? (laughs) We can work hard. (laughs) And not just that, we can work harder than them all. (laughs) You guys see that? So the only way you're gonna outwork <coughs> outwork the competition, basically, if the spirit takes over, your spirit, man, if the Holy Spirit takes over, it <coughs> helps you to work when you don't want to work. Helps helps you to to uh, practice when you don't when you don't feel like practicing. To help you to be so obsessed with what God has called you to do, you just man, you put everything you have into it. Then you can experience God's grace. So, what is that for you? Right? <clears> How <throat> you outworking everybody else? Because it's not a competition. That's a bad way of saying it, right? See, that's where people mess up with my mentality. Man, you're working for the Lord. So don't you want to show the Lord, God Almighty, that you love Him above everybody else? How would you do that by not wasting His grace? How would you do that by not um, (coughs) allowing anybody else on the earth, no matter what the profession is, to work harder than you do for the Lord? Right. Can you say that? Can you say you work harder than anybody else on earth? When it comes to showing God how much you don't take anything that he's giving you for granted just to show him how much you love him. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, Michael Jeffrey Jordan and Kobe Bean Bryant did that for the game of basketball. We talking about basketball, not life, not God, not the church. We talking about the game of basketball. The game of basketball, guys, we talking about basketball. So what are you doing for the Lord? What are you doing for the church? What are you doing for the kingdom of God? And are you experiencing God's grace helping you to labor so much that you're experiencing God's grace? (laughs) What is God's grace, man? His favor, his blessing, his uh, presence. Oh, are you experiencing God's presence when it comes to the work that God called you to do? Are you experiencing God's glory when it comes to what God has called you to do? Man, his grace is good, man. His grace. What is his grace? Man, his grace is rest. Rest, despite you toiling and working hard, you still receive his rest. You still feel well rested. Even though you ain't getting no sleep, even though you already done worked harder than everybody else, so you don't really got nothing else to give, but you still show up the next day. And still outwork everybody, still put in more work, and you just keep on doing it. Why? Because you love working for the Lord rather than working for men. That's what Michael Jordan did. I just described Michael Jordan to you when it came to the game of basketball. Like this Michael Jordan, literally, I told you, he didn't get no sleep really. He smoked cigarettes, he drank, <coughs> he party, but he ain't party like everybody else. He, his party was just dr- drinking, betting um yeah all that stuff man gambling stuff stuff like that his is different but he will toll toll and work harder than everybody else still same thing for kobe kobe was different though i don't know if kobe drank. he <coughs> i don't know if he did any, any of that stuff i don't know kobe If anything he just from what i know about him and study like and would always see because again I watched every interview I try to watch any and everything I could with Kobe Bryant. Right, anytime he's on Sports Center, I would just read. I didn't even know Sports Center was mostly reruns in a day. But I would just watch it all day. Anytime Kobe they talk about Kobe, I would just be all ears listening to Kobe, like listening to what they got said about Kobe, listening what Kobe did like. And I I don't even know if Kobe. I never heard of him partying, going out with people, hanging out with people. He never really did that. He just was staying himself and give himself to the game of basketball in some kind of way. It was always, he's always working on his craft with the game of basketball. So yeah. <laughs> Can you say the same thing when it comes to what God's called you to do? What you claim that you love so much and you just want to do for God, right? And that could be anything, man. Your purpose, your mission. What you know? What is it? What is it? And I already told you mine, man. So for me, uh, just to give you an example, uh, I told you guys I want to preach, want to be an evangelist. <clears throat> and when I say I want to preach, that means um, I want to preach verse by verse, chapter by chapter of the Bible. Share that every single day. It's hard to do every single day with me being a seminary with me working third shift so from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. as an unarmed security guard and you know, I'm trying to get married. I just got a lot of stuff going on, guys, like but I do my best. Like I put everything I have into my social media pages. I know you guys see my tweets. I know you guys see my uh statuses on Facebook and on YouTube and on Tumblr and on LinkedIn everywhere. Instagram I given up on you, but I'm coming back to you, baby. But like, even though the Instagram police try to hold me back, see, I got competition. The Instagram police trying to hold me back, but it ain't going to stop me from social media. all the time. I'm still going to post. I'm still going to show up, even even though they don't want me to show up, even though I'm shadow banned. Man. So like, yeah, my goal is just to preach the gospel, to expand the kingdom of God, to do everything I can to save as many people as I can. And I can't save them. All I can do is just lead them to the person who can Because he saved me. and I know he could save you, too. Right? Same thing for Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was the same way. This is why he's my favorite basketball player of all time. He said one time, um, basically, the reason why he played a game of basketball is to motivate, is to inspire, is to show everybody what happens when you put everything you got into something and how great you can be. This is why Kobe did what he did. And that's what he did for me right this is how the modern mentality is biblical right if you work harder than them all the grace of god will show up god's grace can be seen god's grace is felt god's grace is everywhere in that thing right you can't tell me god's grace ain't in michael jordan's game in his career in kobe bryant's the great for a reason tiger woods like he could be greater but she- like, I'm mad Tiger ain't won no Masters in so long and stuff. I wish he would hurry up and is it who has the record in golf? I want him to get it. I think it's Jack Nicholas, but yeah, man. But I don't know if he'll ever get it. But I'm rooting for you, Tiger. Everybody is, but you guys see what I'm saying, man. There's been so many great athletes, so many great people in their profession, investors. You got Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch, Howard Marks, you know, investors in stocks. So, you guys get what I'm saying, man. So Just like the quote uh, for the video, you know, Kobe Bryant, (coughs) let me read it again for (coughs) why. why? All right, let me read the quote before I end the video. Kobe Bryant practiced when his competition wasn't. Are you working hard when your competition's idle? You should be working hard all the time, right? Oh, I wasn't even sharing my screen. Dang. All right, but that's the quote, all right. And so like I was saying, <laughs> let me go Go ahead and end the video. <coughs> I got, I got the coughs. I can't talk no more. I have to talk in a high pitched voice in already like to cough. <coughs> Y'all pray for me. I don't know what I got. What's wrong with me? Who have a coffin? Hey, you want to put me in a coffin? OK. My social media platforms, I got the best social media platforms ever. Follow me on all of them. Please support me. Please share my stuff, like, comment, and share all my stuff. Send me a DM. If you got any questions? Send me a DM on Facebook, okay? On Facebook, okay? I get too many DMs everywhere else. <coughs> Maybe Instagram would be good. Give me a DM. If you got any questions? And I'll do a video on the questions that you ask, okay? All right. Here go my social media platform. So I say it on let me say it on Instagram so you guys know. My YouTube and podcast is upload past crossroads. <coughs> my Facebook and LinkedIn is Shockers for Jenkins. My <coughs> Twitter, Twitter page, an X page. <coughs> my Instagram page, TikTok, threads. <coughs> it's trouble don't last. My other Instagram page, my <coughs> underscore Bible. Turn on the page, turn on the last number one. I'm done for today. All right. My YouTube channel, of Best Crossroads. I got a lot of playlists. Okay, go to this playlist, Life Verses, to get more verses on the verses that mean the most to me, that relate to my life. And I, I apply it to my life. And it's everything to me. I actually did another verse, another video on 1 Corinthians 15 10. So check out that. So this video, <laughs> number two on that. <coughs> Woo! Verses of the day. Another playlist on my YouTube channel. Check out that. To so learn even more Bible verses and me tear it up just like I did with this one. I know you guys love it. I'm going to have another playlist on Kobe Bryant. Because I talk about Kobe Bryant way too much. He needs his own playlist. Because I'm always going to do videos on Kobe and Michael Jordan. Because I'm trying to be the Kobe and Michael Jordan of preaching. And teaching the Bible and social media. I want to be the GOAT, <coughs> the greatest ever. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. <coughs> Woo! Praise them. All right, first Corinthians. Check out that playlist as well. And then also, I said first Corinthians 15, check out that playlist. You can listen to all the sermons I did, all the Bible studies, all, <clears throat> all the videos I do on YouTube, social <laughs> media on there all right I'll talk to you guys later <laughs> obviously I can't talk no more I can't, I can't talk talk no more <laughs> bye oh my gosh yeah oh.